The views and opinions of the hosts and resourced persons do not represent those of the organization and the university and its stakeholders. This is LLS with GNK. Welcome to Lay Talks, the official Lay LaSalle podcast with Gab. And Kate, this is our fourth episode, Community. Good evening, everyone. Hello, good evening, everyone. And we are back with our fourth episode. Am I right, Kate? We're back, and I think it's been more or less three months since our last episode. Yeah, basically, it's been one whole term since our since we launched this project of ours. And I guess we'd just like to thank uh, everyone who's uh, who really took the ch- the chance or the opportunity to listen to our podcast. And later, we actually have a surprise announcement, so watch out for that at the end of the episode. <laughs> So, uh, Kate, how have you been? Um, this week I've been pretty busy because you know midterms. Pero you know, despite that, it's already the weekend, so it's time to rest and take things slow. How about you, Gab? That's very true. Yeah, I'm actually fe- I felt really drained for the the past week because of midterms. But you know, I I even have upcoming tests pangay. Pero you know, kaya naman, kaya naman. yeah, just remember. To always rest, you know, we need that, we deserve that. To everyone listening, then I know you guys have midterms, but yeah, make sure now you guys rest. So, uh, Kate, you mentioned what's this title, but Community? Well, like, what's your episode going to be all about? Our episode for today is going to be about the advocacy of our speaker, which is community development and youth empowerment. Oh, kaya pala community kasi the yeah. youth committee. Witty yeah. na na, witty nun. I know. So, okay, uh, without further ado, Kate, wanna do the honors? Sino ba tong speaker natin ngayon? Okay, so without further ado, our guest for today is she is the Executive Director at Filipino Youth Summit DLSU, the Council President for Cross DLSU. She is also the Chairperson for Community Development at DLSU-USG and a Philippine Honor Medalist at WSC at Yale University. So let's welcome today's guest, Gian Medina Kue. Hi. Hi! Hi, Gian! Hi, Gian! Grabe yung ano, credentials, sobrang wow lang. Like, gulat ako, sobrang dami tapos, you know, sobrang prestigious lahat. Um, thank you! Tagal lang kinilig ako, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank um, you for uh, no, uh, taking the time to be with us today. Um, uh, first off, thank you so much, um, Gavin, Kate. I'm really um, grateful to be here with you all. Um, I think if I were to describe myself or... Um, <laughs> um, wait, I'm just taking a back. Sorry. Okay, take your time, take your time. I think um, right now I'm doing good. Um, doing really well. I hope you guys are safe. It's raining in a few parts of the Philippines. I hope you guys are safe. I think if I were to introduce myself and describe myself, it would be very um, purpose-driven. I think going back then to what I experienced, I think by far um, I wouldn't be the person I am today without all the advocacies I had to experience with other people. So this is like a shout out to them there na that what we did together was really meaningful and I think I owe it to them that I'm here today. So yes. Wow, that's that's very well said, Gian. And with what you said about the advocacies, it's 
I guess it's time that we really dive onto the podcast proper and ask you now for like, the, are you ready, ba? We're gonna ask you a lot of questions. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, um, you made mention about you. You're passionate about uh, advocacy, right? So, um, out of all the things we could talk about tonight, why did you choose to focus on community development and youth empowerment? Definitely, I think it has to be about the kind of impact we can bring to societal change. I think over time, we tend to be very locked in a certain way of thinking. And it really is a matter of how can we progress towards a society that benefits communities. Especially when it comes to community development, it has we have to grasp all of its intricacies that come with systemic change. How we can also see to it that we uplift other people. I think that's one of the most beautiful things about community development because I think when it comes to a movement, it doesn't centralize on just one person or one individual, but rather it's about how we can um, call out for collective social action. Definitely, I think it's very easy also when we want to advocate for change, we tend to focus on one certain type of person or vision, but I think we should challenge that kind of thinking now because uh, also when it comes to youth empowerment i think we tend to glamorize it in a way that we know what the youth is capable of but it isn't so in depth to what we can do together especially when we know that you've heard it time and time again now or when it comes to the future you know we are the future um we're true, gonna true. It, it always comes with a lot of um rhetoric but how do we actually propose that we change the community together as one youth? And it's going to come at the cost of educating each other. Um, I think one of the most important things that when it comes to community development and youth empowerment is seeing how its impact, it goes into two key aspects, which I think are policies and project-based initiatives. And when it comes to that, um, going over when it comes to collective social action, we have to deliberately make the effort where our community, um, no aspect of it gets left behind. Because uh, especially when we tend to see the ideologies of, let's say, um, ruling parties or the perceptions of those who are, let's say, differing from what's currently being presided over. It's a matter of how can we meet a point where everyone is counted for. Because as mentioned, everyone's instrumental in advocating for change, especially when it comes to community development. Um, I think it also covers a lot of other areas. I think um, you guys know about the sustainable development goals, how for change in the next few decades. But then... If you guys also notice, it's that um, a lot of our sustainable goals, they have been pushed back decades, actually. And we always aim for educating others. But what do we do after education? How do we best implement those projects and policies that see to it that the community benefits from it? Especially when a lot of us, we aim for global change, but we also have to localize it. So 
when we see na you know yung Miss Universe answers na oh I advocate for world peace you know yeah Don't yeah, yeah. kahit sobrang gas gas na that's fine <laughs> um respect though to those people who advocate for world peace but I think it's also about grasping all the intricacies that go into the fundamental aspects of her community such as how can we develop um, strong institutions in the municipal level how can we also ensure that um, we're taking care of the ecosystem that is in um, nature and even in people management it's really a matter of seeing how um, giving the importance then to all the localized efforts that actually contribute to Uh, a global scale because um, it is going to be a matter of intended effort but most especially it's a matter of how we can get as much people involved in our mission our mission of advocating for progressive change that is at the forefront um, for the well-being of other people especially when um, we're seeing how Um, society is developing into something very driven by um, capitalistic tendencies that don't Mm -hmm. secure the safety and security of um, not only people but also it brings into question like ethical points of view so it's also going to be a matter of um, seeing over who governs us most especially and we have to see to it that when it comes to community development it is a movement that is going to call upon um, every person to act and it's to see that every person has a role in it and everyone is as important because they are actually the driving force to the vision of community development and when it comes to youth empowerment it's how we can continue to shape the world around us and we know of what's happening in the world and how do we act upon it to ensure that change is not only concrete but but sustainable as well mm-hmm. all right wow that's very well said uh, gn and i totally agree with that especially right now we're already we're already going to face uh, the next incoming elections right so yes. i feel like the youth really has this uh, big role that they need to fill in because of the fact that they are what you, like what you said the driving force that will really determine the outcome of our country and even the world so exactly and um for sure a lot of people especially the youth are not that particular when it comes to community development so with that how do you further define community development like what kinds of activities count as community development Oh yes, oh, I love that question. Um, as I mentioned a while ago, it, it I think if I were to define it, it would be into those two aspects: crisis and response initiatives. Especially when it comes to advocacies, it comes to um, how we can best educate um, each other. When it comes to that, it can range from, let's say, uplifting the voices of the indigenous communities. It can also come from the stance of how can we elevate um, women empowerment. There's so many wonderful aspects to advocacy-based initiatives because it gives us um, really like this foresight um, as to who we can really advocate for. 
I think that's how I could best describe it. Um, when we advocate for something, it's always going to be a matter of who we do it for. What kind of communities do you want to help? And most especially, how do you want to uplift other people? Um, as mentioned, um, community development, it is a matter of collective social action. So how can we act um, in benefit of other people? And how can we ensure that Um, I, I honestly think that equal rights shouldn't even be like a question. Because, uh, um, especially when it comes to like such an um, ethical point of view and given that uh, um, there is so much dignity involved with advocacies. It's about ensuring that it is as inclusive as possible. Yeah. And how do we also shed light on what's really, what really matters at this point in time? Because uh, imagine, like, I don't even think um, women had, um, like, a decent amount of rights back then, decades before. It was also a question of, can women vote? Can women be given jobs? Mm-hmm. And it's actually still in debate and in question right now yeah. um, in other um, countries who have different policies. So, um, going over project-based initiatives, we're going to go into the root of policies. So, Policies actually shape a lot of aspects in how society functions. When it comes to these policies, um, it's going to be about lobbying together um, as one youth, I believe, also. Especially since um, <laughs> world peace, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> But going over, naman, um, I think it's also a matter of how we can as mentioned, advocate for each other. So it's one of the best things that we can do. It's to find these policy that enshrine those rights. How can we uplift those that matter of human dignity in making sure it's actually it actually has follow through? Because um I think one of it's it's quite troubling when we can advocate for all of these things but not actually seek for change and reform or see to it that systemic injustices are actually solved and seen through. So it's always going to be a matter of um, who do you want to advocate for, but most especially, um, how can we advocate for it? It's really yeah. a matter of um, how we can really change things together. And I think um, us as the youth, um, definitely, um, I, I probably sound old when I say that, no. as, as the youth. Go wrong. <laughs> I don't, I don't think would mind, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I think us as the youth, talaga, um, we're seeing how the world is being shaped around us. And um, I think one of the best things about being part of this generation is that um, We, th- we have these ideals embedded in us and it's also shaped by um, globalization, how we interconnect with other countries too. And it's also a matter of like um, how we get to learn from other cultures as well, especially since um, a lot of um, barriers to community development, it's a lot of traditions because of um, that respect to cultural relativism because we have to see to it now um how do we also challenge tradition when it's not inclusive or it doesn't seek the reform of these systemic injustices so um going back it really is on those projects that need that aim to uplift others and 
um, have follow through with those advocacies and it's going to be a matter of policies as well. Okay. Yeah, you know, I, I also agree with uh, what you mentioned, especially about um, youth taking part in the specific policies and uh, specific activities or events that will happen and it will show how they hand in hand, how they can affect um, the outcomes of these uh, said events. So that's, that's, re- that's really nice of, of VGN to really share that with us. And before we actually take a break, uh, we we're going to dive on to our, our last question for the first part of this podcast. And it's going to be what you think are, if any, pero if wala, okay lang din. <laughs> what you think are possible issues or barriers that will hinder the youth from, from taking part or engaging in community development? Oh, definitely. Um, I think it's I think one of the most problematic things when it comes to um, a very distorted view of empowerment is that there's ch- um, chastisation when people who aren't as educated on um, when it comes to certain advocacies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because it's very important that in this effort of community development, we help each other. It's also about seeing how we can best educate and inform one another. Usually, because um, there are a lot of people who, uh, let's say, they advocate for something, and when people ask them about those advocacies, they feel chastised when the other person answers. Because uh, it also has to come from a big place of like humility and a growth mindset that if we can't bring other people to what we advocate for, it would be a very selfish motive, then. Because um, we can't chastise when people are uneducated about what we stand for. Because it is going to be about how we can get as much people to really see how we envision um, developing the communities and um, how do we also get them to advocate for mm-hmm. what we stand for. Especially when, let's say, a man, he admits that he has misogynistic tendencies. It's very easy for him to be chastised because it is actually um, problematic to have mis- misogynistic tendencies. But how do we best educate him to see how feminism works? Because um, it also has to come from a place of education and it has to be from a place also of how can we empower them to believe that they're also part of this vision. Especially also when it comes to youth empowerment, I think it's also very easy for us to get defeated with um, everything that's happening in our world. So how do we ensure that our ideals, they're protected, but they're also um, progressing with the times? And it's going to be a matter of how um, to see these barriers. They are going to be challenges along the way, but they should us completely from what we aim to fight for like what kind of future do you want to fight for as the youth and um, how do we do it together so these issues um, I think it's a matter of finding resolve in it to ensure that we can really do this as one youth more so the one Filipino youth exactly and yeah as you've mentioned it is it is important that we as a youth 
help each other to educate and be informed. And with that, obviously, even though we're still in our first segment, it is already such an informative and meaningful conversation. But for now, I think it's time to take a quick break. What do you guys think? Yup, that's for sure, Kate. Alright, so again, just a quick reminder for everyone. The views and opinions of the host and resource persons do not represent those of the organization and the university and its stakeholders. Once again, I am Kate, together with my co-host. This is Gab. And we'll also be taking this opportunity to promote Lace social media accounts. So, kindly like and give us a follow at Lace official FB page at LayDLSU and its Instagram at Lay.Lasalle. Once again, it's at LayDLSU for Facebook and at Lay.Lasalle for Instagram. And we also have a Twitter page, so feel free to check that out and give us a follow that's at official lay again that's at official lay for twitter and then this is the what i mentioned a while ago that we have like a surprise announcement lay talks is officially going to be on spotify so we now have all the episodes will be there and feel free to just search lay talks on spotify so yeah those are where we will be uploading our episodes and also on facebook All right, take it away, Kate. Okay, so Gian, yes. How do you use your platform for your advocacy? I think that's such a nice question. I think in using my platform, it's ensuring that other people have that platform too. Going back, as I mentioned, that it isn't central on one person. I think how do we using my platform? I think it's about giving the people I work with that platform as well. Because. Especially more so, um, speaking about youth empowerment and community development, having these opportunities within and outside of the university, having the opportunity to speak about it, I think it's going back to how I use it for them. Especially, I wouldn't be here then today if it weren't for the people and their visions that have shaped who I am today. So, using a platform, I think, if I were to tell the audience, Use your platform seeks to include others, most especially. How do we ensure that our voice is not just our own, but it involves other people, other people who advocate for the same thing that you do? And yeah. and more so, Narena, how can we ensure that um, what we do, we do together? Talaga? So I think if I were to summarize it, I'm using my platform. I think it's just really a matter of collective social action and ensuring that the person I think me rather it's not about what I solely advocate for but um, what I advocate for with other people that's really good and nice to hear especially remember remember as we introduced uh, Gian our guest she also has these platforms available that are ready to use in DLSU like her credentials really shape or help her to become what she is right now and it's nice to hear that the how she pursues her advocacy on on youth engagement i we can see that it's really something that she's passionate about and that's really good that your platforms are in a way all connected so that's really that's really nice actually with that we are now going to dive on to our last question the last question not really a question but it's going to be your last say like what do you think can be a call to action so that you can persuade or bring everyone who's listening 
to really uh, help you or support you with this um, advocacy of yours? I think it's just to get started. Mm-hmm. I think uh, no movement is perfect. Um, progress yeah. isn't perfect, but we, how do we do it together and how do we make sure it's effective? Especially when, um, when it comes to empowerment. Empowerment is a shared vision and movement. And that's how we can better empower each other. Because, especially at a time like this, what we need is not only a vision that really allows us to believe in a change that we can bring, but let's do it together and let's get started. I think that's the best way to really advocate for something. Um, Just do the work and ensure that everyone is instrumental and that they believe in it too because that's how we can better empower the youth that Mm -hmm. we all have a say we all have a voice and we can better develop our communities when we do it with each other so thank you yeah well said well said Gianna that's really true like get started and then because it's like a domino effect everything else will follow right like as long as you make sure that you actually start with you know, with this change that you, we all wish to see, especially uh, right now, now we're entering our elections, and yeah, no better way to start right now, actually. Yeah. So yeah, um, actually, that basically concludes our very informative podcast episode right now. So, uh, before we end, uh, just a quick reminder again that the views and opinions of the hosts and resource persons do not represent those of the organization and the university and its stakeholders. Uh, once again, uh, thank you, GN, for that wonderful what, TED Talk or <laughs> for all the tips that you, you've given us. And I'm pretty sure the listeners have picked up a few points. Yeah, I hope that our listeners were able to have takeaways from today's episode since, like, for me, I learned a lot today and you know being part of the youth we can do so much more when we're together like what Gian mentioned like having the same vision believing in change and of course to get started like I mean it is no doubt that we think the youth are really game changers or even change makers especially when we have platforms that are inclusive true true that's uh, well said also Kate so uh, right now, uh, Gian, we—is there anything that you you know you want to promote or your social media accounts or any events that you have? Uh, feel free to say it right now. We're giving you this opportunity. Oh, would love to promote um Filipino Youth Summit. Um, we're really excited about the community and movement that we've been working on. Um, with this vision, um, going back, um, we advocate for one Filipino youth, and we're really excited um to really bring together. Um, leaders from all parts of the country for this platform. So if you could check out Filipino Youth Summit on Facebook and Instagram. Also, um, for the incoming University Vision Mission Week, um, we're bringing together um, the cross organizations for their worship concerts. So to also celebrate Lasallian identity, we'll be having that for University Vision Mission Week, the cross worship concert. And we'll also be um, highlighting more um, advocacy-based initiatives for the USG under OVPEA. So in a few months, in a few weeks' time, actually, we're going to be um, releasing our Crisis and Response podcast, um, and we'll also be releasing more educational um, 
um, activities um, which you can find on the DLSU USG Facebook page. And um, Spot, also you can follow my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, go, <laughs> go. Gian Medina Cuen. Alright. Is that it? Uh, yeah, thank you for um, that opportunity. <laughs> okay, alright. So, yeah, um, I'm excited for what's in store for us actually from the events that uh, Gian made mention of, especially us Lasallians. And yeah, um, that's basically it, Kate. And so basically, there you have it, guys. Gian, once again, thank you so much for making the time. We all know that it has been such a busy week, so really thank you. Yeah. And yeah, stay updated for the next episode release and the upcoming event through Leila Sal's Facebook and Instagram pages. Once again, this has been Gab and Kate. Your host for Late Talks, the official Leila Cell podcast. 